right, it's time for Random Rambling Wednesdays. I've got JP with me, but I've also got a very special guest in the studio joining us for the second time in two weeks. Uh, we didn't have to be even pay him that much. Matt Crowder, how you doing, man? Hey, hey, good to be here. <laughs> Glad to have you back, man. JP, you look just lost. I ain't lost. No, I'm, I'm, I'm JP, to we're, we're going to give you details. you got to stay tuned to the podcast close to the end, but JP is going to do something extremely disgusting on the podcast, and we're going to talk about it, so make sure you don't go anywhere so you can find out what he's going to do next hey, week. You don't even have to be on the podcast for him to do something. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's really not, and we were talking about it in a intimate situations. So I don't All think right, this- nah, don't give much. they got to wait till the end of the podcast. All here. right. right. Got to give them a reason fine, to stick around. Fine, fine. So we're the podcasting dead. We obviously usually talk about the walking dead but we've kind of grown past that we still talk about the walking dead a bit quite a bit but we do several other things current events was yesterday today is the day where we talk about nothing and everything tomorrow's where we answer your questions and the actual track you hear playing under me is matt crowder himself it's a song called me and jp you should go download it it's it's available now on all streaming platforms and you can actually uh take a listen to it on youtube if you want matt it's a beautiful beautiful ballad oh well thank you so much yeah it's you know JP, you know, he, he's in it. It's Me a, and JP. Yeah. It's a beautiful track about the treachery of JP. No, yeah. it, it's based on a true story. It, it is based on a true story. I ain't hurt nobody, but, you know, <laughs> I certainly, uh, look, I'm an adventurer uh, by trade. I'm, right. a, I'm a, a, a truth seeker, a treasure seeker. And where we live, there's confetti treasure you know, buried within our home. When he says confetti, he means confederate. So for those of you that are imagining, it's just a big bag of confetti somewhere. And JP's like searching for it. That's not it. That's not it at all. It's a a big bunch of uh, confetti, confetti treasure, uh, silver bullion, a gold. And it's buried within our hometown. We're not going to tell you where, because we don't want no treasure seekers uh, more than they already is coming down here to look for it. But when I was in high school, I was itching for a, a reason to not have to go to college. And I figured I'd make my fortune uh, in the treasure hunting field, and I wouldn't have to go. And sure enough, well, I, di- I didn't find it, and I did go to college. But um, but that was delightful for your mother. Most parents deal with, no, Mom, I'm not going to college. I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to be an actor. JP's telling, <laughs> J- JP's telling his mom, no, Mom, I'm not going to college. I'm going to dig up gold. <laughs> well, no, at a certain point, she was like, would y'all just go ahead and uh, dig up that grave so you can get it out your heads and uh, go on to college? That is the coolest mother ever. Well, she was just tired of hearing about it. <laughs> So we're going to talk to Matt about his track, Me and JP, here in just a few minutes. Don't forget to stick around until after the podcast. We'll give you social media info where you can follow us a little bit more intimately. Uh, To start off with, though, I've just got to say a round of applause because I actually got JP to go hiking this weekend. That's not something that... I can normally do. Yeah, he was actually telling me about that yesterday. It he about was, killed me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. he was telling you he's never doing it again. <laughs> well, no, he was telling me he was he telling he's he said that it was it wore him out. You know, he was in pain. Right, I was in a lot of pain, cardi uh, cardiac pain. It hurt me. <laughs> Justin hurt me up on top of that mountain. You ain't never leaving this mountain, boy. Squill like a pig. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. <laughs> we got up to the mountain. I got up to the uh, summit, and I just was like taking my clothes off jp's like what are you doing i was like you know what this was <laughs> you knew where this was going just kidding i did not molest jp uh, no they won't no sodomizing <laughs> but it would be wild though man get you get your favorite person up there and get naked up on top of the mountain overlooking the city 
You know it's been done before. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's been done for centuries. You know, native peoples up there uh, sticking it in up on top of the mountain. It was probably a rite of passage. You probably had to lose your virginity up on the cliff. I want to be a man, Dad, to the mountain with you, my son. Well, I mean, there's something about having your your uh, you know bait and tackle just hanging out in the wind, you know, that high up. Yeah, you just high as you want to be, as high as you can get. Do you think it would be easier to get a boner at a, at a higher elevation just because the air is thinner? You know, I I mean, I don't know. That's something to think about, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Imagine all those hotels and stuff. Tourists are there with, like, binoculars, like, look, checking out the Blue Ridge Mountains. Like, oh, they're so pretty. And they're like, wow, there's a guy with a little dick. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> so, before we go, too, also got to say, this is not a kid-friendly. Uh, we, some of our other podcasts are, I try to give the warning at the beginning, but I've gotten terrible about that. So, uh, our other podcasts are a lot more. I mean, we talk about The Walking Dead. We try to keep most of the other ones clean. This is the one where we just cut loose and there's no telling what kind of language or content you're going to get so uh, if you are one because we've had people comment and say i love listening to this while my kids play this make sure you put in headphones or something for this one but you've been warned let's move along matt you're a big game of thrones fan man how'd you feel about this uh this this premiere you know I, I, it was it was kind of slow but i understand why and they there was also uh, some really good reveals mm-hmm. you know uh I guess we should say spoilers right. at this point in time. Like, so if you hadn't seen it, you probably shouldn't listen to or skip ahead. Uh, but tune out for like a minute. Yeah, <clears throat> but no, I loved uh, you know the whole dragon riding thing. Oh, absolutely. You know, but and then John finds out that he's related to Daenerys, pretty much. Yep. He's like he's banging his aunt. I'm ba- I'm fucking my aunt. Yeah. And he he just kind of looked. He had that look of conflict too. Whereas you know you think it would be like. Oh, I gotta cut this off. He's like, I kind of still want to keep doing this. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think that bothered him as much as just the line of secession, realizing he was the, he's the, the Lord true King. heir yeah. of the of the, of the kingdom. He, I think he's worried. Like if he actually steps up, he's gonna she's gonna cut him off. You know, mm-hmm. mm. it's gonna be gonna be interesting. But uh, yeah, it's, what was JP? JP had said something. I wanted to, oh God, I can't remember what it was. It was something that JP had said about the episode that I thought you would find hilarious, but of course I've forgotten it. I'm sure we'll get back to sure, it. Sure, she likes elephants. Was it that? <laughs> She wanted him elephants. Yeah, didn't she? she wanted an elephant. Oh, and JP, no, Cersei sent Bronn to kill both of her brothers. Yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of felt like that because we were talking about, you know, that it was Tyrion, but actually they say no, she sent him. She's, she's hunting down both of them. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say it. I was kind of thinking that, but then I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, it was Cersei. She sure did give it up, though, didn't she? Yeah, she was. She was. Uh, she was fiending for it. She, she claims she's already pregnant, so she's just feeling like, okay, I'm going to pin this baby on Euron, and then she's probably going to kill his ass. Euron, urine, urine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, all right. Let's talk about this song that we had playing. Uh, it's a great track. Again, it's available. Uh, this thing. Uh, it was recorded in a studio. It sounds fantastic, and it's about a true life story. Matt JP. Give our listeners a little bit of backstory on uh, the inspiration of this song. Well, um, like JP was talking about earlier, he went digging for it. I sure did. With a with a friend of ours, and uh, didn't didn't quite find it. That, that's kind of inspired the story. And there's all I've always heard tale of you know buried treasure where we live, and uh, so I mean, like, I got to thinking about that and. It was one night I was coming back home from a gig, and 
I had about an hour drive and I just sat there in the car. I didn't listen to any music. I just started writing, you know, out loud. And next thing I know, I came up with a song and uh, to make it more interesting, I, I, you know, exaggerated a little bit on certain details and made it more of a, a mystery and legend about being cursed and whatnot. I don't want to give too much away. I guess, ah, fuck it. We'll just talk. We'll talk about that. <laughs> like you know, we we make I make the treasure cursed in the in the story of the song, and and uh, as a result, uh, JP kills me. Which I feel like this is in, in a comic book world. This would be like a what if scenario. This was your idea of what would have happened sure, if sure. the treasure was found, because it's definitely not. JP has said many times on the podcast he's not to be trusted. He would totally throw you under the bus or, or throw you in front of him. So the thought that JP would kill you to make away make way, you know, with all the treasure on his own, that's that's Well, you know, that I mean the treasure is very valuable. We're talking about forty kegs of Mexican silver bullion, but at the same time, silver ain't gold and it's only gonna go so far. And I mean I'd rather have all of it than have half of it. <laughs> I really thought it. right there where that was gonna go was he was gonna be like, But it's not enough for me to kill Matt over. <laughs> no, it went the other way. It's not enough to share. Yeah, and also to make it even more interesting, uh, we basically sell ourselves, sell our souls to the to the devil, in order to find it. Uh, yeah, it, it was pretty wild. Uh, you know, Skippy, my pal, I work with, he mm-hmm. he listened to it and loved it. But he he asked me at work the other night. He's like, so what? What what happened at the end of it? You you shot. <laughs> You shot your partner? <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what happened. He said, oh, no, y'all only got a, a fistful of peace. <laughs> I love that murder is not his his concern. It's that you didn't get as much as, as you right. as, you know, he feels to be a lot of money. But, no, it, it is uh, within our town. Forty kegs of uh, Mexican silver bullion was being used as payroll for the Confederacy in the the waning months towards the uh, the surrenders towards Lee's surrender and uh, on a train uh, heading from our town to the next town these 40 kegs along with some other treasure went missing just disappeared off the books never to be seen again and I know the location it's just a, a semantics thing as far as how you get it out yeah um, <clears throat> so when when uh when Jefferson Davis and his men like left Richmond, which is the the former capital of the Confederate States of America, um, they brought down a bunch of trains to Danville. Well, their treasury by the time they got to Greensboro was was light by nine thousand pounds of silver, mm-hmm. and supposedly, allegedly, um, a lot of people believe that it was buried here in Danville. Some people say that the soldiers split it up and went their own, went their separate ways after uh, the news of Lee's surrender and all that stuff. But a lot of people still believe that uh, you know it's buried here in town, and some people speculate that it's buried in a graveyard. And that's that's what he was talking about semantics about digging it up because you can't just go into the graveyard digging up uh, you know graves. Well, you can really you can, <laughs> but you. It's, it's, it's highly not, illegal. <laughs> it's easier said than done as far as actually getting to the uh, sweet spot and uh, pulling it up out the sweet spot. You know what I'm saying? Did I, you at least fill in the hole after y'all left? Now, look, we, we had a, a very a very sound <laughs> strategy. Basically, that's a no. <laughs> you, no, 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 no. You, you get you get you get you get sod cutters. OK, you cut out a section of sod. You lift up the sod. 
See you Now look, you lift up the sod and then you get to digging and you get your diggings. You put it in a big old, you know, in the old days, they would have used a burlap sack. But, you know, in this day and age, you get heavy duty, hefty uh, landscaping bags. You put your dirt in the bags and then what, that way you can you can contain the dirt and put it back in the hole. So over several nights, you lift up sods, you fill your bags, you get the dirt out. And so then, there's just a hole there. If somebody was to walk and step on that side, just no, like, no, 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 no. You put the bags back in. Oh, so, no, so then you dirt. just pull the bags back just out the next the time you come. Oh, that's, that's, that's pretty smart. Okay, you see what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. So there, these bags of of uh, dirt, you know, is still underneath the ground. But I mean, we we didn't get but to do so much. Yeah, I imagine somebody came behind you to dig up the gold and was like, "There ain't no gold here. It's just bags of dirt." Bags of dirt. <laughs> but it's it's hard digging, son. It's hard digging. And if you don't believe me, well, that ground's been there for a long time, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Virginia soil ain't nothing to uh, to juxtapose. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you? Can well, you? let me ask you a question. Uh, so. How long did you dig? How deep did you get? All night, uh, waist deep. You got waist deep. All just about, just about waist. And you know, I'm a long legged sucker. <laughs> I'm a long legged daddy. Yeah. So, did y'all have a metal detector at all? We ain't have no metal detector, but we had rebar. You said so, so you would stick that down in the in the dirt, <laughs> and just... then you you dive that you drive it down, and you're like. <laughs> Because, you know, we're X amount deep in the ground, so we're going to drive this in and try to see if we can hit something solid. Mm -hmm. But that sucker's deep, and plus you got to account for soil erosion, son, because, you know, the earth is constantly swallowing stuff up, swallowing stuff up, swallowing stuff up. So It's doing what? It's swallowing. (laughs) The earth just swallows and swallows. It loves to swallow. (laughs) Right. And so what I'm saying is... What you're looking for is not going to be at the depth that it was buried. It could be uh, inches. It could be feet deeper than so you, where it was so originally buried. It, it, I've talked to geologists from the University of Virginia. You don't say. So, like, say. Did you tell them what you were planning to do? We talked. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, all right. So, if something is buried in the ground, over time, you're saying that it, it can actually go deeper? Depending on uh, the habitat, depending on several things, saturation, I guess. Yeah, because you got to think as uh, as leaves fall, as grass dies, this eventually compounds into new soil. And as I said, you know, like my house is sinking right now. The corner of my house is sinking. You know, the like I said, the earth just swallows. Well, yeah. that, that makes sense because when you when yeah. you if you build like a pier or any kind of structure that you have to if you don't build a foundation up under it, then the problem is over time it just slowly gets pushed down into exactly. the ground. So exactly, which is the case in so, Venice, like we were talking about. Yeah, so it can be difficult to. It's not going to be you know say they buried it the routine you know six foot like a grave. It could be ten foot down there at this mm-hmm. point it's hard to say it's very hard to say you really need a bobcat but you know you can't you can't roll a bobcat <laughs> up in there i bet george Clooney could well yeah no, no the i uh, really the ideal specimen for this mission because you know there's residences on the other side of the cemetery sure. old houses yeah. you really need to pull a lady killers you need to buy you a house rent a house with the basement and tunnel your way 
to the treasure. The only thing is you're going to be, you know, as a city, you're going to be running into, you know, water lines, septic lines, other graves along the way. Yeah. It'd be a long that'd be, tunnel. That would be really spooky, too, yeah. Um, I, guess, I mean, I guess it's okay to say where it is because – where it allegedly is because they've done a – Anybody who watches the History Channel, have you ever seen History's Mysteries? Uh, they did an episode where they actually came to Danville. and I think they, I saw that. Did they show the two bridges in a shot? I remember seeing something that had to do with the treasure on like, know, History they, they Channel. They actually go into the Green Hill Cemetery. Oh, wow. I've seen something that had Danville in it where mm-hmm. it showed like the two. Like, I mean, they were somewhere else, but like when they were showing like Danville, blah, 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 it showed like the two bridges or yeah, whatever. I'm pretty sure there's even like a, uh, like a short clip on YouTube. Um, uh, I guess previewing the episode or whatever it is, but it, I know it's I know it's available somewhere. Um, but this guy comes to Danville and he's talking about the old uh, Confederate treasure, Mister Confederate treasure, and you know he speculates on it being in the Green Hill Cemetery. Um, but where a lot of people think it's buried, like he didn't even like stop at that place. Like he went to a whole other thing entirely. Uh, monument. It has nothing to do with that time period, really. Right. Uh, this the, that monument was built way later. Are you talking about the uh, the General Lee monument yeah, up yeah, on yeah. the top of the hill? Yeah. Yeah. And it won't be long. They'll be trying to jerk that sucker down. Well, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they it's will. It's a great obelisk. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I'm glad, JP. I'm just going to be a distant voice in your periscope over there. It's as good as we could get. <laughs> where's yeah. your Where's your thing at? Where's your tripod? I'm still trying to find it, sucker. <laughs> yeah, we'll find it. We'll find it. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, they came and they're they're looking at markings on trees, all this kind of stuff. But all you got to do is look at the history. Sure. All right. There's a certain grave where they held the funeral uh, weeks before the the sucker even died. Yeah. The soldier. Yeah. He died with like. It was long after they left town. Yeah, they had the funeral on a Palm Sunday. And I don't know if it was routine to have funerals before you were even dead and cold. (laughs) Because I guess, you know, at that time, maybe you could have a mortal wound that they knew they couldn't heal you from. But, you know, they couldn't euthanize you neither. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I want to say that the guy died on the 12th. Is that right? I think so. I think that's right. He died on the twelfth, long before, long after that grave had already been dug. Yeah, the, they had the funeral on Palm Sunday. The president of the Confederacy was there. All these uh, big wiggers, and they even um, the president even bought up the plots, the grave plots surrounding his grave, which still lay empty today. Well, they lay empty as far as no bodies being there, but there sure as hell is a whole lot of silver. Yeah. That never got uh, exhumed, not to my knowledge. It's the perfect plan, you know. And uh, uh, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. We're not Confederate sympathizers. I don't think that's true. Well, now look. Now look. <laughs> I'm not – obviously, God. changes needed to be implemented. But I got in an argument with this uh, the other day. The North, uh, uh, by I, and large – Can I buzz him? Should I buzz him? <laughs> look, y'all – Should I buzz him? All you want. A lot of people in the North didn't give a, a, a ratatoot slaves in the South. You know what they did? The North was the South, and they wanted to keep it that way. Said, "Well, we can use we can use slavery as a provocation." They did. They did. They absolutely did. They used slavery in the moral high ground. 
to come into the South. Care about the slaves? Abraham Lincoln, and you can look it up. If freeing every slave would uh, keep us from going to war, I'd do it. If keeping all the slaves would keep us from going to war and keep the Union together, I'd do it. Oh. I'm saying is just the, the same way, in my opinion, and a lot of people agree, the same way George Bush used 9-11 as a, a false provocation to invade and occupy Iraq. Use slavery as a. Uh, I'm trying, man. It ain't working. The North used slavery <laughs> as a provocation no to invade and occupy the South. Now, did something needed to be done about slavery? Obviously, it did. That's not that's why. The, that's the best thing you said so far. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that's not why the the North wasn't like Superman going down there to liberate a bunch of uh you know beautiful black people. They were going down there because they still wanted their tax dollars rolling in. The South had a fraction of the population, but played, paid the majority of the taxes. And then the, the South, you know, they, they produced, well, they didn't produce, they had all the raw materials. The raw materials were produced in the South, and the North did all the manufacturing. Sure. And they were scalping the South, and the South was like, well, hey, we'll do business with Europe. We'll send our raw materials to Europe. Oh, yeah. And then, and then the the North was like, "No, you ain't doing no business with Europe. You're gonna do business with us." And that that's what it was all about: dollars and cents. Just like every single war, it's never it, it's never about you know what they tell you. It's Social about. issues are secondary. Basically, it, yeah, it's about dollars and cents. Just, well, it, well, just like Iraq, just like uh, World War Two. You know that? Yeah, the the historians they write it up to make them all great heroes. Well, you know? all war is terrible, but at least uh, at least. People got their freedom after after which. Amen. Yeah. Actually, Matt, you get a very special sound effect. Woo-hoo! I don't look at the uh, you know uh, Abraham Lincoln and all this stuff with rose colored glasses, and you know you can you can look at him however you want. You can. I try to never cut him off, but I created a special <laughs> sound effect for when JP goes off the rails too much. Matt, would you like to hear it? Sure. Here we go. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Unacceptable! What the f- oh, oh, I was a history major, you know. Yeah. A semester For like, what, half. one semester before you got a DUI? A, sem- a semester and a half. A semester and a half. All right, so back to the, the treasure. How did you first hear about the treasure, JP? It was from our uh, our high school history teacher. At least he was, I don't know if... Uh, you yeah. Know, but well, yeah. I, he was never my teacher, but we used to play chess. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. About play chess, you know what I mean. Of, of course. I don't. <laughs> but no, nah, he, uh, you know, we all got to talking about it. Me, him, and a uh, evangelical friend of mine who's now like a PhD. He, he tackles uh, issues about Jesus and homosexuals. As a champion. Homosexuals? So these people that are attracted to like Homer Simpson? <laughs> anyway, we got to talking about it. We got to researching, and, and uh, he inspired it. He didn't want nobody to actually, you know, uh, do the do. But then I found a, a, a simple minded friend who was willing to, <laughs> to help me go after it. And he and I, we, we snuck up in there and we, we did it. But we didn't we didn't do it. We I was going to say, wow, that was the real twist. They was digging all right, but yeah, but not nah. in the dirt. Digging for that real buried treasure. <laughs> but like I said, it'll, all things will come to light, and I don't think it'll take the rapture to make it happen. I think it eventually the city will wise up, which I think there's still a – what they call them, the Knights of the Golden Circle was like the uh, the secret, kind of like the 
the Confederate secret society, you know, like they're a Knights Templar type, right, thing. right, right, kind of like that. I think there's still people, you know, out there that are, you know, making sure that the Confederate treasure stays where it stays, you know, keeping things under wraps. Now, <clears throat> now, if and they did bury this treasure, okay, uh, why do you think they buried it? Because they didn't want the number one. Do you they, think that do you think it was like a surplus in case they had to go back to war? No, no, no. I basically think you know everybody knew the war was over, so they were like, "Why are we going to pay all these soldiers? We'll just bury it and come back and get it later." You know, it was a Ponzi scheme. I don't really know what Ponzi. Why scheme didn't they is, come back and get it though? Or how do you know they didn't come back and get it? They didn't come back and get it, and just everyone was so displaced after the war, and you know, I mean, occupation. It just. It, just one of those things. I mean, they were never able to recover it. I'm, I'm sure a lot of, I'm sure there was a lot of uh, Confederate treasure placed here, there, and yonder throughout the states, and I'm sure a lot of it was recovered. But this major cache, these forty uh, kegs of Mexican silver, I, they're still there to this day. I'll never bury treasure because apparently everyone that buries it never goes back to get it. A lot you know of what times, I mean? yeah, and that just shows the desperation of the people who do have to bury their wealth. Because back, you know, back in the day, I mean, our was it an issue of like, oh, they're going to take this away from us, so we're just going to bury it, that kind of thing. Yeah, it was one thing. You don't want the North to get their hands on it. On another, on the other hand, you don't want to actually, you don't want it to get to where it's going, because then you actually have to pay the soldiers who have been fi- fighting and bleeding and dying. You know, we don't want to pay these poor sons of bitches, and we also don't want the northern sons of bitches to get it either. So we're going to bury it. Ain't no sons of bitches getting my treasure. So we're going to come back for it, and that's it. Well, who do you think uh, made the call? Was it was it Jefferson Davis? I think, think Jefferson Davis had a big hand in it, absolutely. Absolutely. I think he had a uh, – I think much like, uh, you know, Hitler at the end of World War II, I think – I think Hitler definitely had like a, a a doomsday scenario kind of plan. I do too, man. Yeah. A guy that I know that owns a shop that I go to sometimes. He he's a big he, he's really big and thinks I'm crazy because I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I think Hitler got away. I mean, I oh, think yeah, that there's absolutely. no way. I mean, Hitler was a horrible human being. That goes without saying. But he was also very intelligent. He he was able to get an entire nation to follow his 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 world you know conquest. So. You don't think that he didn't plan some kind of backup? This guy argues that Hitler was so sure of himself that he wasn't going to lose that that's why he didn't have a plan. But I'm nah. like, dude, he went to Argentina. You don't you don't get to the top without having a contingency plan. I think he uh, possibly went to Batman. Argentina. I think he possibly either went from Argentina to this place or went there uh, just straight up out was uh, Antarctica. They found Nazi well, bases in in the Arctic. I've heard about well, my, that. All right, so I'm I'm not familiar enough with. Uh, the history of the of this, but like I've always thought that Hitler like poisoned himself, right? I know they found his charred corpse. Like yeah, they, they didn't they, find like a body body. I don't... They, there was never any pictures, right? No. Well, they they claim that what I of course there's a million different accounts, but what I had read somebody had was to have had that, a camera because I mean they had pictures of all these people in the concentration camps. Why not? They say that they had to get a dentist who had never worked on Hitler's teeth, but had worked in the office and seen his dental records, identify him by his dental records. That's what I had read. But, of course, there's a million other accounts. But, you know, there's a book, I think, called, uh, what is it called? Like Gray Wolf or something. It's It's a book about this guy wrote about why Hitler definitely didn't die in World War II. Like he escaped and, you know, essentially got away with it. It's actually a really good read. 
Yeah, I'll check I, that I, out. I think those charred corpses were not Hitler. It was not Ava Braun. I, I think he made off. I think he he possibly may still be in the Arctic. I think he's I don't dead. Know. I mean, he'd just be too old by now. Ah, the Nazis had technology, man. That a lot of a lot of people don't understand. A lot of uh, they had that bell. Did you see that? Like the Nazi bell. I've seen that that's on, a, that's on a crazy. Yeah. What is it? It's this bell shaped thing that some people think. Uh, aliens gave them the idea for, but basically they never got it working. But it had two revolving something and others in the bale, and it was going to produce just this tremendous amount of energy, and it would just destroy everything in a certain radius. So, like you just drop it in the battlefield, and it just starts shooting out the like this energy, and huh. it's a little bit more to it than that. Well, but I, I mean, essentially, like, that's you know, the, the Nazis they were into the occult. They were, and they were in communication with aliens. And I'm not talking about extraterrestrials; I'm talking about interdimensionals. Speaking of, they speaking absolutely of, well, were. Speaking of which, I mean, according to Wild Wild West, the the Confederate soldiers they they had like all kinds of devices, like a big giant mechanical spider. I mean, it may still be buried in a. You don't remember somewhere. the Battle of Gettysburg? <laughs> That's where the big spider was unveiled. Well. Actually, you can go down Stanton River down uh, in Halifax, man. I've been down there many times. There's a great little trail day. It's only like a mile though, and it's flat, so you get through it in no time. But there's actually still trenches. Like there's preserved Civil War trenches huh. you can go look at down there. Yeah. Really, really cool to go see. You can't walk on them though. You can't walk on them. I mean, you can, but, but you're not you shouldn't to. do it. Yeah, you I had told my little brother, I was like, now stay off of him, man. And like, I turned around for like a second, and I swear, he's like on the other side on the hill of a trench. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, this is cool. Yeah, he's a rap scallion. That's not what I told you to do. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think the Nazis had some crazy stuff, you know. No, they were they were in communication with interdimensionals through uh, substances like DMT, through uh, uh, oxygen deprivation, like literally stopping the heart. To where the DMT is released. Kind of like flatliners? Yeah, you can go to this DMT dimension and communicate. Some people call them demons. Some people call them aliens. You call them what you but want. But how, how do we know that those weren't just hallucinations? Because when you're deprived of oxygen, you have hallucinations. Well, I mean, that that is the debate, you know. I mean, are you actually communicating with something not of this uh, realm, not of this dimension? Or is it just your brain, you know? I mean, that, I mean, that is the debate, you know. Is it, are you having a real, genuine encounter with something? not of this world or is your brain just you know freaking out and what does jp think i i think that there is a, a veil that gets lifted and I, I mean i've never done it so i can't you know if anybody's got any dmt well never mind but uh <laughs> i believe that there are, are things that our senses can't perceive without the use of uh, certain substances and i i so you think our bodies like they're blocked like we're just like our where our body is kind of like blind is a, is just kind of like blinders in a way you know i mean certain animals can pick up on frequencies and things that you know we can't pick up on i think it's very much the same with this uh, interdimensional interaction mm. and that's it and i i think it's been used i think it's still being used matt what do you think oh i mean i i wholeheartedly believe in mind altering substances I mean, the use of them, or that yeah, they yeah, actually the use of them. <laughs> I was to say the use of them, or what they can do. But no, like I've had some really great experiences on uh, hallucinogenics. Like uh, mushrooms are my favorite, probably. Any songs written? No, but like I always come away from that experience like feeling like wonderful and good about things. Oh, that's awesome! I, I haven't had a bad trip yet. Um, but do you do you think that you're it's basically a journey inward or do you think it's possible that your your consciousness is going somewhere beyond us beyond what we can perceive 
You see what I mean? It's just like a, a completely different way of like seeing things, I guess. And so like you get like this whole new perspective that allows you to have like a different way of of, of life after after the fact. Um, it's like um, it's like clarity. Like after after coming out of that trip, like you you feel so focused and uh, clear of mind. Yeah, I I really want to do DMT. That's just like the next level. That's where you yeah. you really feel like you were going somewhere else. You yeah. know, I haven't had any sort of experiences where I was like completely somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I do know that like I love to be outside when I'm on hallucinogenics, like, right? Whether it be uh, yeah, mushrooms. I like the few times I've done mushrooms. Like I've always wanted to be outside. Yeah. The moon looks amazing. <laughs> well, I, I think that there's definitely, you know, places and experiences untapped without the use of, of uh, these things. And that's why people have been using them for thousands of years. Thousands of oh, years. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, going back to the shamans and the, the ancients and all these people. The same Native Americans that were having sex up on that mountain? They were probably, yeah, they were probably on a DMT. They'd probably been licking some toads. They'd probably been doing many things. Mm-hmm. And I, I love them for it. God bless them. So. I mean, you did acid in a Denny's once, right? Well, no, I t- it started kicking in in the Denny's. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was the day after my 20th birthday, so it's been many years ago. But, yeah, I I I'd got a, a hit of acid at the party the night before. I was like, I ain't going to take this junk. I was trying to <laughs> get old blonde, uh, big titty girl, back to the dorm room, and I did. But we slept in separate beds. That's a whole different story. But I was <laughs> real. Hung- I would like to hear. <laughs> yeah, I was real hungover the next morning. I woke up before everybody. It was in my pocket. My shirt pocket, and I just said, well, shucks, why not? And I took it, and and yeah, it was a, a nice ride back down the Blue Ridge Mountains. You were driving, thank yeah, goodness. Yeah. That would have, you know, not been good. Yeah, but. I was just high on weed. Yeah. But I remember we stopped, we we took our friend home, too. He needed a ride home. We sure did. We stayed in his in his place uh, while we were there. Yep, it, it, was, it was, yeah, Mountain University that I had went to the year before, but, you know. <laughs> He, he was a, he was a great host though. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He had a pantry full of of snacks and. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the next day we were coming back, <clears throat> and me and our our friend are like, "Hey, let's get some food." JP's not he's indifferent, you know. <laughs> so we get there, and uh, I think we all ordered burgers or something like that. You know, we're scarfing them down, and JP's just like looking at his. <laughs> Didn't need a bite. <laughs> it's talking to and me, just, and it's just like, dude, like. <laughs> And it wasn't until like later that night, I think, that you actually told me that you. It might have been like a, like a the next, yeah, yeah. It might have been a few days later. So it's like, yeah, I was on acid. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you would have never known otherwise. No, I, I mean, it may, I think it made sense after I told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, All it's right. a good thing that you didn't freak out or anything. No, just everything was so so vivid and so beautiful. This burger's too beautiful to eat. <laughs> yeah, it was a work of art. It the really colors was. are just popping. Speaking of which, have you seen that Starry Night exhibit thing Mm-mm. where, like, the walls are, are, like, basically they do, like, a 3D model of Starry Night, mm. and, like, you can walk through it, and, like, the walls are, like, constantly moving and, and things like this? No, that sounds awesome. Dude, Where's like, that? It's, like, it's a video somewhere. Like, it's got to be mm. on YouTube. It's got to be on YouTube. Oh, let's check that out. But it's, I recommend anybody to check it out. Like, that's probably the closest thing to, like, a real trip that anybody could experience. I'll look that up when we get off of here. Yeah, I'd like to go to it, too. 
Well, as we get close to the end here, let's talk about what JP is going to do next week. This is going to be uh, this is going to be really gross, but it's going to be really cool. JP, do you want to tell him, or do you want me to tell him? I, I forget already. You can go on with it. And it's just JP is going to drink his own piss next week on the podcast. And before you go, oh, screw this. That's sad, pathetic, and I'm not listening anymore. We're testing out a filter. See, when I go backpacking or, or camping or anything, I carry this thing called a Sawyer Mini Filter, and it's supposed to filter out 99.9% of bacteria, and it works really well. I don't go anywhere in the woods without it. Well, we were, like, talking somehow about survival and drinking piss, and we were like, I wonder if you filter that, would it be good? And now JP has so graciously volunteered to next week he's going to pee. Uh, and I'm not in my filter. <laughs> I'm going to buy a whole new filter for this, and then I'm going to throw it away. But he's going to filter it, and then he's going to drink it. He says. We're, we're going to do a water world, basically. Yeah, yeah. I recommend drinking a lot of water beforehand so you get some nice, clear piss. Right. Yeah, that you is. Don't want to drink, you don't want to be drinking no yellow piss. Yeah. But this isn't done just in the name of of uh, shock value. This is done in the fact that we want to see if you were desperate, could you filter your pee with the yeah, mini? It's for, it's for science. And my question is, are you going to take a sip, a gulp, are you going to chug? Like, I guess that all depends on, a, you know, I, I can't really say until it's right there in front of me. Yeah, you might like it. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I'm, no, does. I'm no stranger to the water sports. <laughs> and I mean... Look, that's how I, I guess innocent my mind is. Yesterday, when he said, "Are we talking about water sports?" I'm like, "No, dumbass, we're talking about in a shower." <laughs> it's like, it's like, no, they, I didn't realize that that was the term for peeing on people. Yeah, yeah, for uh, peeing and getting yeah, peed on. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a Are you into water thing. sports. That's that's what, something you ask on a first date, right? Yeah, I, I mean, it's important to me anyway. So, would you consider yourself a urophiliac? No, I, I think that uh, that it's an ugly word for a beautiful thing. <laughs> so for those that don't know, what is that exactly? And for those that don't know, I mean me. Uh, <laughs> you're a celiac is someone who likes to get pissed on, I think. Or oh, likes, to be, likes to pee on people or likes to get pissed on. Right. So like R. Kelly, pretty much. Of course. But yeah, I just think it's, a, uh, it's an ugly word for a beautiful sensation. <laughs> and that's it. Dear God. Now, you know, just before we wrap this up, I'm just going to give you one more because I feel like you deserve it. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. I, I can't win for losing no more. Plenty more where that came from. I can't from. win for losing no more. I try to educate you on the uh, the real provocations for the Civil War. Oh. I try to uh, uh, talk about Hitler using LSD. I, I try to talk about, you know, uh, filling your lady's mouth with wee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we go, JP, JP, give them your uh, Periscope info. You can follow JP on Periscope. Yeah, JP Slim Periscope. It's a beautiful thing. I didn't get on there last night, Matt, because uh, I was worried about the mafia. But um, other than that, yeah, <laughs> it was it was yeah, fine. Yeah, we 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 saw a, a I, uh, restaurant think, tour. Yeah, I think that should be its own little like mini podcast because <laughs> it's a great story. It plays out just like a, an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. So this this nice Italian man uh, we saw out last night. He uh, him and his family have a restaurant here in town. Uh, <laughs> what is well Nostra Cocina? I think is the name of it. I don't know, but it's dangerously close to another Italian <laughs> word. So, <clears throat> so this this guy is he's congratulating on uh, congratulating me on on different aspects of what I've been doing. I was on the cover of a magazine and was in some other publications <clears throat> along with his restaurant, along with his restaurant. You know, whatever. 
And so he sees JP and he's like, hey, man, I don't think we've met. JP turns around. And he's like, oh, yeah, like you're uh, you had that place. Look, Nostra. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll, I'll look at you like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but like from Lacosa Nostra is basically the mob, this thing of ours. Yeah. Yeah. I basically say, oh, yeah, I remember you from Lacosa Nostra. <laughs> and he, he just starts laughing. I'm just like, oh, I, I didn't realize what I'd said. You know, it's like a Freudian slip. Yeah. You know, I'm a, a Sopranos junkie. So you'd basically said, I remember you from the mob. From the mafia. Yeah. 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 Oh man, he's coming after you now. He don't want nobody to remember. So well, you were you were worried about that on Periscope that they were coming after you? You don't know, man. They I mean they they got their fingers deep in everything. But yeah, I definitely won't be selling them any uh, radio commercials, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you can follow Matt. What's your social media info? Um, that you care to share. I mean, I sh- any anything uh you can find me on Facebook. That's not hard. Um just Matt Crowder. Like there's a picture of me blowing smoke out of my mouth, um, and then like In preparation every, for Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm 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 a dragon, um, and then everything else is Maddie Cakes VA. Maddie Cakes VA. Yeah, easy enough. You can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Periscope. Just I'm Justin Lloyd. No apostrophes, no spaces, two L's in Lloyd. Just I'm Justin Lloyd. And uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's about it. So, fellas, I guess that's gonna wrap it up. Matt, I appreciate you coming in, man. I, I didn't even, I wasn't even sure if you were coming in until JP said you were pretty much on your way, and I was like, oh, it's gonna be an awesome podcast. Yeah, it took me a minute to get here. I, you know, I had a, a fun night last night. Oh, hey, nothing wrong with that. Make sure you go check out and download Matt's song again. It's called Me and JP. That's Matt Crowder uh, on the podcasting dead. I'm Justin. And I'm JP. And I'm Matt. And uh, we'll see you soon.